Next up on the Mutual Audio Network, fiction from our future. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance recommended. Just a little further. It's over here. Why is it so fabulously dark? So people don't freak out if they see it. Here. Ew! What's this? It sheds these little casings off its skin. This one just came off of it. Okay. Take it with you. This is like one of your family's weird hippie things, isn't it? Will you shut up about that? Come on! It's like anywhere we go. It's like, oh, it's a sin to eat fast food, or I can't wear clothes I didn't make. We can't even go to the cinema. Chris, hon, I love you, but shut up. God, you're like, ah! Well, you're so serious all the time. Not at cons. Not at cons. I'm not asking you to accept my family. Cons, no, I don't. Just look at this, and you'll see why my life's so weird, okay? Okay, she's one of us. Now, this thing's old. It's been around since the 40s. Uh-huh. And you better not scream like a little girl when you see it. <laughs> Did you? No. I'm used to this kind of stuff. Why do you think my cosplay's so awesome? Because you're awesome? <laughs> yeah. But I can focus better than anyone when I'm costuming. Anyone? Anyone. And that's because of magic? Yeah. And so's this. I'm going to point my flashlight on it. Ready? Pointificate away. Have a look. Oh my god! Keep still. Don't move. This is why I live on an island. This is why it's so hard for me to have friends. The Mask of Inanna. That's nice. The bag's pretty full of grass, though. Where do you want the trimmings? I don't care. I'm on the phone. Uh, there's trash bags in the tool shed. The trash pickup's like a half mile down the road. So? I'm not carrying all that. Well, leave it. Uh, I'll handle it. I'm going to do an Alice's restaurant. What? Dump it over the cliff. Huh? It's just plant matter. Fine. Fine. G- get out. Sorry about that, David. Not a problem. Scotty's always been a handful. I'm, I'm glad you're helping her out. Anything I should be worried about? No. Uh, just be careful about mentioning her brother around her. Well, I didn't know she had one. Yeah, he's enlisted, too. Like my daughter. A lot of the families here spend time in the service. She misses him a lot. I'll try not to mention her boyfriend, either. She told you about him? Only that she's not allowed to see him. Yeah, I'll tell you the story someday. Anyway, I was highly, highly impressed that you decided to revive your show the other night. Well, Scotty sounded like she could have used the pick-me-up. And it wasn't bad to get behind the old microphone again, either. 
You wouldn't happen to know why my music is broadcasting over the FM spectrum, would you? <laughs> oh, we fixed the tower up pretty good. No one's the wiser. You could have told me. Uh, you wouldn't mind doing another show soon? How about tonight? Fantastic. Maybe one of the unreleased ones? Yes. I'd love to hear you finally finish the series. Oh, I will. Oh, uh, how do I turn the transmitter off? So I can hear my records without the whole island listening in. There's a big switch behind the radio room's door. Could you play the show at eight tonight? I have some friends who want to hear it too. Sure, anything for you. I'll leave it to you then. If you need anything from me, I'm a hike down the road. The Blue House, right before the turn into the park. I'll remember that. You'll see my car out front. Oh, uh, I'm at the island's grocer's. Can I pick you up anything? We make it all ourselves. I don't know. I'll make a list later. Okay. Ciao. Yes, Mr. Obler, another show tonight. And no, you may not have my sandwich. You wouldn't eat it if I gave it to you. You did a good job mowing the hill. I can see my knees again. <laughs> oh my, what happened to you? The wind blew the grass back at me. <laughs> All over you there. You need to use the bath. I'll be fine. It just sticks everywhere, especially in my hair. I've been enfoliated. Wait there. I'll get a camera. Please don't. I'll be okay. What do you want done next? I made some iced tea that needs drinking. I'd love some, Mr. Allen. Drop the mister. Allen's fine. Or Len. You don't need to walk on tiptoes around me. I can tell you were raised right. <laughs> what? You're the first person to say that. Even my boyfriend said I was screwed up. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. He liked that about me. Well, mostly. He was kind of a dick about a lot of it. If you don't mind, why can't you see him anymore? I asked Mr. Lewis, and he was, you know... They won't let me. Who? All of them. My dad, the church. It's no big deal. Once I'm in college, I can do whatever I want. That's only a couple months from now. I'll be off the island, and they won't care anymore. What church? Didn't he tell you? Yeah, forget it. Ask him. Sorry. It's okay. So, with you being here three days, how do you like it? Uh, the island? I miss the cars driving by, and people outside my window. I don't know if you've ever lived in a city... Or on a, a main street somewhere? Nope. It's like your body gets trained to expect a car crash any second. But look at this land. The hill, the horizon, the waves. The gulls and their clamshells all over the rocks. This is the life. That's why you come out here, isn't it? Would you live here if you could? Yeah. Too bad, I'm here now. I'll fight you for it. Oh, you're a good kid. Have a glass. Thanks. Help yourself. There's crackers, too. Don't mind if I do. 
Scotty, when did the crackers get here? When the grocery truck brought them yesterday. After you ordered them? From the list by the phone. Oh, right. Oh, wait a moment. You said I've been here three days. Uh-huh. I thought I arrived yesterday. Nope, you're old. I'm not senile. I played the After Dark show for you last night. Two nights ago. Last night you were out cold. Huh. Check the newspaper if you don't believe me. No, I do. It's just that I don't remember much from yesterday. I came by and you got up. You ordered food and went to sleep. Did I? That's very odd. Do you want me to wake you up more often? Oh, no. Uh, if I need the sleep, then I need it, I suppose. Is there anything else you miss being here? Not yet. Nothing I can think of. The grocery store doesn't carry bourbon, does it? Nope. Ah, oh, that would be perfect. A glass of Uncle Hickory's bourbon in my hand. What do you drink? I'm underage. I'm not going to tell anyone. What do you drink? I have this vodka mixer I love to make. I put lots of blue coloring in it. Not a beer drinker? <sighs> no. Maybe if my taste buds magically change when I'm 21 like the law says they're supposed to. Oh, you've probably never had the good stuff. I'll pick you up something imported somewhere. Mr. Allen? What? For yourself, not to drink with me. I like to savor my bourbon alone, thank you very much. And you're not supposed to drink with your meds. It's written on the bottles. Oh, who are they going to tell? Suit yourself. Good luck getting booze. I'll borrow Mr. Lewis's car sometime. <laughs> Good luck with that, too. Another tea, please? Then I can start on cleaning the tool shed. <laughs> Be still, my beating heart. Sipping tea with an old man and then helping to do his chores. Scotty, you're like the son I never had. Forget it! What? What's the matter? I said, forget it! I'm leaving! Scotty! If I wanted to hear more of that son I never had crap, I'd listen to my dad at home. I'm, I'm sorry. It slipped out. No. I know what you're thinking. My hair's short. I wear practical clothes. I have a multi-tool on my belt. I get enough of that in school. I didn't mean it like that. I know how you meant it. I'm handy. I'm useful. I'm good at things. Cuz what am I? I don't get this kind of crap at my mom's. Is this about your brother? No, it's not. And where do you hear about him? Mr. Lewis? I don't think I can be here. Settle down. It was a bad joke, that's all. Not a joke. You think I haven't heard it before? They won't let me have a boyfriend. They won't let me off the island to go clubbing. All they let me do are stupid boy things like mowing your stupid grass. Forget it. I quit. Have fun living in your damn lighthouse with your damn bourbon playing your damn radio show. Wait. I didn't mean it like that. I think you're an attractive young lady. It feels a lot better when you say it. Screw you. Scotty. It's Sarah. And you can't leave the island either. Why don't you try sometime? Sarah. Oh, heck. Stupid. Oh. You're out awfully late tonight. It really isn't safe, you know. 
You should be at home, sitting by the fire, having a drink and relaxing, listening to your radio. That's good. You're running, running for home. But it's too late. Too late to run for home now because you've been caught out after dark. After Dark, Tales of Mystery and Fright. Weasley Wheat, what a treat. Get your boy or girl upbeat. Good evening, my fine listeners. As you have eagerly anticipated these past 50 years, I have returned from the ether. I've seen things that would make your blood curdle and your bones chill. Tonight, and for many nights to come... I shall bring you tales from after dark, unheard by God or man over these fine airwaves. Recorded for our brave troops in Korea, and without my observation, save for this show, these episodes were lost until now. My return. For without Dr. Damien Krask, there can be no after dark. But... Before we let you back into my world, let's have a listen to a sponsor from Days Gone By. Hey, Sally. Are those your famous buttertop cinnamon muffins? They sure are, Marsha. Those get a blue ribbon at the county fair every year. I'd love to take a gander at the recipe. It's no secret. I just use quality ingredients. Butter straight from the farm and Winsley wheat straight from the grocer. I love Winsley wheat. My husband says my pancakes have never been better since I switched over. Well, they say a house is only as good as its foundation. That's why I start all of my recipes with Winsley Wheat. I never have to worry about them being anything but great. I just have to worry about finding space on my wall for all of those ribbons. Say, I'm going to go make some muffins of my own. But the way my family eats, I don't know if they'll make it to the fair. <laughs> That's the best prize yet. Everyone's a winner with... Wasn't that special. Before we begin, allow me a personal note. I'm dedicating this episode to a wonderful young person, Sarah, who some of you know as Scotty. I want to apologize to her. To you, Scotty, for what I said today. We're from different times, you and I, but that's no excuse for me. It was wrong to say, no matter what the year, and... Even worse, it was a very bad joke. If you can forgive me, I won't tell another like it. And now, I present to you, Scotty, and the rest of you kind souls, a macabre and grisly tale known in some circles as... The Heart-Shaped Box! Taylor Blacharzik is a hard worker at the local groceria. He grew up with a poor mother, now deceased, but he has the can-do attitude of all men raised during the war. He even has a fiancé, pretty Abigail from the department store. And his name is a footnote in the medical journals as a sole survivor from a successful operation to split Siamese, or conjoined, twins. He still has a scar on the right side of his chest, where he shared a heart with his former brother. He has received a letter in the mail informing him that he and his fiancée stand to inherit a substantial reward from a foundation in his mother's name. The letter included two bus tickets to the Saul A. Montgomery Institution of Biology, a large compound at the forests of New York. 
We've taken Abigail to claim their nest egg. Ah, what's that jump? 
It has a human eye in its center. A real eye. Remain still. This will not hurt. I can't look. Right on your neck there. Wait. Good. Glucose is good. Red blood cell count is normal. It's a measuring device? Yes. Will regular doctors be using those someday? Who can say? Ah, ah, ah! Where is the pain? You said it wouldn't hurt him. The jellyfish did not do this. My hand. Oh, this is not good. Put your hands together. See? You have two left hands. Oh, God, no. How can this be? I'll get a sedative. (gasps) Wait, the pain's gone. Your hand's normal again. A right and a left. What happened? I must report this immediately. Alice, take them to their room. Your room looks out over the ranch. How's your hand, dear? It's fine. My God, look outside. Ah, those walking mesh cages with the chicken legs? Incredible, aren't they? The beasts inside them have fragile bodies, and they aren't very smart. So the cages protect them. They can grow to 20 feet tall. Are they for food? Food, transportation, whatever we want them to be. The director says they remind her of the old country. You must be tired. Thank you. Goodbye. They're horrible. Is it happening again? Your hands are fine. On my side. Lift my shirt. Is it there? Yes. I'll call the doctor. Doctor, it's happened again. On his chest, he has the Siamese scars on both sides now. Hurry. He's coming. Uh, Never mind. I think it's gone. No. There's something else. There's a message written on your skin where it is. It's scribbled in marker. It says, Did you just get my scar? A fine morning. I'm glad you survived the night. I couldn't sleep. Every few hours, bam! I switched some other body part with him. The worst was when I had his eye. I saw half through mine, half through his. It will be worse, I am afraid, until one of you is chosen. I shall explain. Step inside this chamber, but beware. The truth is unsettling. (gasps) This machine is crude by today's standards. When it was built, I had to improvise my own trick. But this is why you live. It generates a redundant matter field in both your bodies. Terror and plagiarism. You are not whole men. You share the same heart and the same blood. My heart. Touch each other's chests. See how they match. Your one heart exists in both places. After so many years, the machine cannot last. Tomorrow, it will break. It is humane that we stabilize the heart in one of you before. A man is not truly a man without a heart. Yes? What about their bodies switching? The field is unstable. It expands, changes arm for arm, eye for eye. But where there is an empty cabin, there is no pain. Only life! <laughs> She's monstrous! A vile conniving witch, toying with us! She could save one of us with her weird medicines and monsters, but she won't. It won't be me going down. Or you, if we can help it. Oh! Ow! I have you. What is it this time? Uh, my tongue. Our tongues. Get me away from him. It happens 
more, the closer we are together. That's why she separated us all these years. See you two later. I don't trust that man. I've had days when I felt drunk without a drop in me. Sick when everyone else was well. I know now it's always been him. Abby, do me a favor. Tonight, go to that blasted machine. Tell me if either of them is messing with it. Can I help you, Abby? I see you hiding behind that cabinet. Come on out. Oh, sorry. I was watching for Gertrude. Yes, she's in there. She has a degree in engineering, and Dr. Turla gave her permission to see the machine. Do you have a degree in engineering? No, I work at the perfume counter. She's coming out soon. Can you wait a bit? Sure. Come to talk? I'm busy. Go on. I'm just curious, is all. This machine is incredible. I can only fathom how parts of it work. You're fiddling with it. You better not be trying to kill my tailor prematurely. I am trying to do the opposite. Oh, no. You'd better check your fiancé. I believe they swapped their right kidneys. She's doing something to the machine. I knew it. Another ice pack? She said you swapped your right kidneys. We did. I wanted to stop. Anything to make it stop. You wouldn't give up your life, would you? You don't know. My nerves are searing hot. Sandpaper and lava crawling under my skin. My brain can't handle the agony. I don't have the strength to fight for the rest of my life. What can I do? More medicine. Please. I need two bodies worth of opiates. This is unsettling for all of us. I'll say what you're putting these men through. (gasps) Nevertheless, this is the time when we will need to stabilize one of them. Which will it be? I will hear reasons from both of you. Taylor? I've seen your facility. You have drugs and equipment here beyond the world outside. You must be able to save us, please. An artificial heart. A transplant for me if you can. Give him my heart. I can't fight him for it. Taylor! I mean it. I've had a good life. If you can give me another day with my sweet Abigail, everything of mine is yours. I see. And you, Blitzarzik? I've seen my own mortality, and I wish I'd have more time to make it up to my brother. But I've a company to run. I have employees depending on me. Save me, please. I can pay your expenses if that helps. You have made your case. Many years ago, 21 to be precise, soon after I came to America, two women came to me, a lady of the evening and her madam. The lady had given birth to conjoined twins. Her madam asked me to save one that she might raise him in a better life than his mother could. The mother pleaded that I save both that she might know that they had both lived. In return, I could do whatever I pleased to them. I see not much has changed. For all your fine or humble upbringing, you merely reflect the women who raised you. I say to you as I did to them, the Charzik, you reason well, and Taylor, you hope. I have seen much of this world, and I see more need for hope than reason. Taylor, I shall spare you. 
Oh, darling. Thank you, Doctor. Lechartzik, say your goodbyes. This wasn't entirely unexpected. We will provide localized anesthesia to ease your pain, Lechartzik. No, do it wrong. I'll take it. Besides, I doubt you have any intention to release my brother from the premises. An astute observation. There is much we can learn about the long-term effects of the machine, Mr. Pella. You can't do this! He can't. Grant me this last request. I want to see the machine turn off with my own eyes. And I want my brother to hear my screams when it does. That is reasonable. Take him away. No! You filthy woman! You can't do this! <laughs> you are in no position to tell me what to do. I shall enjoy the deafening the two of you. One living, one dead. <laughs> Are you comfortable, darling? Yes, I'm ready to receive the heart. Are you ready, Alan? Yes, doctor. We'll begin shutdown in three minutes. Good. Deliver my best wishes to the dearly departed. I will. No, you won't. What? Hey! Alice, what is happening? Alice won't be serving you anymore. Ah! It hurts! There should be little pain. Not like this. Let me move your smock. Dr. Turla, and now I have a chance to know my brother. You'll never leave. <laughs> my mother, our mother, raised me with her stories of the old country. Dr. Hedvig, walking giant chickens, riding a mortar and pestle like your own white wheelchair. I know who you really are. Let us free, or I'll scream it to all your employees. Very well. You all are free. Thank you. Let's hurry. But know this. I have centuries of tricks remaining, and I will be watching you. Both of you tellers. Especially your fat, plump, ripe, delectable heart. <laughs> so it ends, my friends, and the world grows a little darker. Who can say what strange things the future of medicine holds for us? Might some of it, in fact, come from a time of forgotten history? Maybe even the black forests of old? How should we treat such knowledge, even if it saves us? I don't know about you, but after tonight's tale, I wouldn't be caught dead out after dark! After Dark, brought to you each week on this station by the makers of Winsley Wheat, features Leonard Allen, Isabel Huddleston, and Matt Lerner. Our special guests this week were Marion Westing, David Baxter, 
Benjamin West Davis, Helena Rook, and Darla Arrowfeather as Dr. Hedwig Turla. After Dark is written by Matt Lerner and is produced and directed by Leonard Allen. Tune in next week for another tale of mystery and fright right here on After Dark. And we're clear. The recording stopped. Oh, thank God. I can breathe again. <laughs> uh, hey, Matt, give me the headphones. I want to hear that last bit again. You were fine. The show is on NBC Crack all the time. Just want to be sure. Give me those. Len, how many lines did you have? Two. And both were perfect. Don't worry about it. Well, I have to worry about it. That's my job, isn't it? Len, we do this every week. The listeners don't care. The troops overseas don't care. I care. Shh. All right, that's fine. Good. If it's not one thing, it's another with you. You've been pinching our pennies so hard, you'll have us recording on bailing wire next. Give me a break. Give me a break, will you? Winsley Wheat's cut back so much, I had to pull in Justine's jellies last week. And the two of them can barely pay for studio time and forget about my salary. Isn't Johnny's calling you? You see, they stay open late for me. Your tab's so high, they won't close until you pay it. Joke's on them. <laughs> I'm not going to get any work done tonight. I'll listen to the take tomorrow. So, when are we doing the show again? What do you mean? Our next show. We're not doing another one. Why not? Nobody's carrying it. We've got six stations that'll always carry it. Nationwide, they always will. This is a lot of work, Matt. I spend half my days calling sponsors who hang up when they hear my name. And I spend the other half on these blasted books and... Hurting you in here to make a decent show. Would you stop shouting at us? We're your friends here. I know... Look, I called in a few favors. Price, Wells, every number I could find. And most of them didn't even work. Same thing every time. I'll see what I can do. And nothing. So, no. You know what? We're through. This is the last show. Matt, wrap up the records. Send them to the armed forces, people. I'm leaving. You want to do this show? You find someone else. Len, please. I've been thinking all month, is this worth my time? Is it, Isabel? Yes, it is. We only have a few episodes left. Seven tops. I'll get a collection going if money's the problem. Well, this is new. Maybe I should have asked you sooner. Sleep on it, please. We're all stressed, please. And then what? We'll talk about it tomorrow. What if we do a new show? But we only have seven episodes to finish this one. Well, who's listening? Who cares? We didn't have anyone listening when we started. Give it time. They won't carry us because Bob's doing the same show. The only way we're going to crawl back into their schedules is if we do something different. Not a horror show in a glut of damned horror shows. I think Bob had the right idea. Bob stole our scripts and sold us up the river. Are you going to do the same to us? What if I am? What do you remember about why he left? What did he tell you? He said he had the chance to sell our show to the big time. I'm thinking if I had had the chance, I would have done the same thing too. Do you remember what he said about the shepherd? Yeah, uh, yeah, but he was just joking around. There's no shepherd in Hollywood. The shepherd runs Hollywood. Most of it. It has a copy of our show, but it does not have our show. We have to finish our show. You're talking like you're hitting the bottle already. Pass it over. I want a shot. Len, you can't leave. I can. I will. Good night, everyone. You may consider After Dark over. Kaput. Vamoose. Finished. Matt, we need to tell him. Sure. Tell me what? About the show. 
You may want to sit down for this. We're not being controlled by the mob, are we? Because I'm not seeing money like we should get if we were. This isn't the first time we've done the show. What do you mean? You think I write these scripts? Me? I can barely put two words together. I nurse the bottle, and I get a script to you every week in advance, typed without a spelling error. How do you think I pull that off? I've seen spelling errors. I don't write the scripts. They were all written back in 44. Sure, we update them to get them on the radio, but there's another crew that does that, not me. I don't understand. Do we owe someone royalties? Who are we stealing from? From nobody, and that's the honest truth. And we need you to read them on air. It has to be the same person, live, start to finish. You, Len. Len? Len? Hello? He's not moving. He's not. And he won't remember any of this. Oh, maybe the fight. Bob! Nice of you to keep my voice in the show's introduction. Oh, right. You can't change it for the prayer to work. Inanna, hear us, guide us, guard us. us. Oh, grow up. The great shepherd liked what I gave him. He said it's tender, succulent. You've got no power over me. So you've come for the main course, Stroud? Not for the shepherd, if that's what you're wondering. I'm doing my friend Len here a favor. I'm going to get him the heck out of this town. I owe him that much. You lay a finger on him, I'm wrestling you down. So will I. I'm the same person I've always been. I know you got me where I am today. Here. In this suitcase is half of my bonus for selling the show. I know the church doesn't want it. Give it to the schools, the library, the fire department. All of them, all right? Do it yourself. If you won't, I will. And they'll probably name something after me. A library or a hospital wing. You can't help this town by staying in it, Matt. You're going to die an old drunk. And the only person who will remember you is the sexton who cleans your grave. Out! Isabel, call the church. I'm in my rights to be here. And neither of you have the power over me. You're not even high priests. So don't start with me, Matt. All right. I'm taking Len away from here. Don't even think of sending old Blubber after me. What's stopping us? Because it let me leave this town once, knowing everything it does. And I have ways of surviving if it does attack me. Does Len? I thought not. Hey, Len. Len. Bob, what are you doing here? I came back for you, Len. Len, we're going on a trip now. We are? It'll be fun. We're going to Hollywood. You were just thinking about going there, weren't you? I sure was. That's great. Come on, I'll take you to your car. I have a plane ticket for you. You ever ridden in a plane before? Can't say that I have. You'll love it. You can spread out, smoke a pack, and time slips by. We'll have you out there in no time. You're going to be a star. So, what do we do? I'll tell the congregation. Then we get tickets to Hollywood, I guess. I'll check the train times. Damn it! Let me get your coat. What if Len likes it out there? Good afternoon, sleepyhead. Uh, what? It's after 12 p.m., also called noon. Isabel? I'm offended. Jesse McAllister. Uh, how did you get in here? How did you get in my lighthouse? 
I'm the park ranger for the island. David did tell you, didn't he? Did he? Yes, he did. He better have. Get up. Up! Take your meds. Here's a glass of water. Drink! <sighs> Say something. What? Swallows his pills when he's instructed to. You'll go far with that attitude. Is something the matter? You have the keys to the lighthouse, and you can't see fit to lock the front door. Well, I did. No, you didn't. Oh, I'm positive. Then explain why I've spent the last hour mopping leaves and rainwater from the foyer and how the front door came to be open without me touching it. Well, I'm sure I closed it. But you didn't lock it, did you? Didn't you hear the storm last night? No. Oh, blessed one, give me strength. The storm that started after you finished your show? No. It was bad. Howling winds, rain pelting every which way. Purple lightning lighting up the skies like it was daytime. Blew your door open and you didn't even hear it? I can't explain it. Well, nobody's perfect. Are you hungry? Yes, actually. Good. I made you some eggs. Go eat them while I finish cleaning. Good heavens, the hall is a mess. Told you. I appreciate what you've done so far, Mrs. McAllister. It's Jessie, uh, and it's Ms. And don't worry, I've looked after this place for 20 years, and I'll be here another 20 after you have gone. Did you listen to my radio show? It was wonderful. I love Baba Yaga stories. I'm going to be her when I grow up. You didn't hear the cast speaking when the show was over, did you? Just static, and then the storm knocked out the power for a while. Mm, I must have dreamt it. I was back with the old cast, and Bob Stroud came in and took me away to Hollywood. It was very strange. How did you get to Hollywood? I left the crew and moved in with Bob. Why would you do that? He stole your show, didn't he? Oh, he was a good guy. Or he helped you think so? What do you mean? When David visited you at the nursing home. Didn't you ask the nurse to get rid of him? Yes. Do you think she heard you? Of course. Are you sure? She was ignoring me. You, know, you could have screamed the Declaration of Independence and she wouldn't have heard you. Why wouldn't she? Magic. What does this have to do with Bob? Yes. What? All of it. Which? Why you left with him, why you moved in with him, why you haven't remembered until now. Everything you're thinking. Oh, Eat your eggs. <sighs> Magic. Powers granted from gods beyond. Oh, you're pulling my leg. David didn't say anything about this. He thinks you'll crack if we tell you all about the Church of Inanna. Oh, hello. Hey. Don't track your muddy paws in the kitchen. Hi, Mr. Obler. Hi, Orson. Uh, no, my eggs are mine. You don't believe me? Nope. Let me get a bowl. What's that? Honey milk. I brought it with me. I assume David's told you the cats won't eat anything you give them. Well, Scotty said that, too. Watch this. Focus. Pray. Offer. There you are. All yours. Well, uh, they're drinking it. Let's see you get them to eat something. That's not magic. True. 
They're eating it on their own. And the magic's in the offering. Focus, pray, offer. And they won't touch the food unless you do it right. Does David know about this? Oh, he's focused on the practical parts. Prettying up his books for sale, keeping the nurses from hearing you complain. Is this something you can teach? Not easily. Even with the right attitude, you've got to know the history of every move. What do you know about that plate you're eating off of? This one? That's from the China set that John Helix brought here in the 1910s. He joined Teddy Roosevelt's Progressive Party after it was formed. A few years later, the Republicans were voted onto the county board. You remember, the Progressives were a split off the Republicans. So the board replaced John as fast as they could find someone. A veteran they owed a favor. But when that veteran was stationed here, he never ate off those plates. They were progressive plates. You would have been fired if they had caught you eating breakfast like you are now. Uh, As a state employee, do do I have to memorize this? (laughs) I typed up an outline for you to remember. Don't believe what they say about me. I'm not completely heartless. The cats seem to like you. How are you doing with Scotty? (sighs) You heard the show last night. Poor girl. You two aren't seeing eye to eye. I said something that set her off. It wasn't about her brother, was it? Not per se. She misses him bad. Her father misses him worse. I'm sure he forgets she's a young woman and treats her like a substitute for her brother. If you see her, tell her she's always welcome to come back. She won't talk to me. You're probably the only person she would talk to. Give her time. You're right. Right before we had that talk... She was dumping the grass cuttings from the mower over the cliffside, and they all blew back on her. They did what? (laughs) Blew all over her. For heaven's sakes. Come on, we're going out. Where? Show me where she did it. She called it an Alice's Restaurant? And she was inspected, selected, and rejected? It it was somewhere up here on the cliffside. One, two, three, four. Got any change on you? I think so. How many pennies do you have? Let me see. That's enough. I don't need the rest. Eight pennies to the goddess. Thanks be to her. Next time, tell her to use trash bags. I'll haul them down myself if I have to. What was that about? It could be why you had your door blown open last night. It's bad luck to anyone who throws their trash in the ocean here. Is that one of your magic rules? It's called common courtesy. That cliff has a history of spirits that goes back to the native people. What's down there? Who knows? I'm not taking chances. You know, you haven't shown me anything. You got two cats to drink milk, and you got pennies to fall over a cliff. How are your legs doing? They're fine. Should they be? Last week, you were bedridden. You could barely take a shower without falling. Right. And here you are today, walking down a slope with me, without an ache or a spasm. You're right. I'm... I feel fine. It's all right. No, it's not all right. I shouldn't be walking like this. I should have to use my cane. But you don't. It's how you are now. But this isn't right. I feel good. Did you do this to me? Yes. Still, I I wouldn't do any heavy lifting soon. 
If it'll make you feel better, I'll send my doctor out here to give you a physical. Are there any side effects? You'll be sleeping for days on end. Don't worry. We've already tested it all out. Uh, why are you doing this to me? Did you ever watch that show, Tales from the Dark Side, back in the 80s? Oh, I did. Oh, and you're going to tell me about the, the one with the little aliens who came to Earth to finish, to finish making, making the, the TV, TV show. show they liked. This is our gift to you. We loved your radio show. Always have. And you were rotting away in that nursing home. So we busted you out to let you finish your show. Simple as that. David may have been too nervous to tell you, but good thing he has me, right? I'm glad to hear that. Ooh, look at that tree that came down. Rotten right through. It'll be a fox den in a week. They've already taken up all the good groundhog burrows, so it's nice that there's a place for them. Imagine that. Oh, they're little foxy noses. I can't wait to see them. You know the foxes just dive in the holes and kill the groundhogs. Eat them in their own dens. Like takeout food. And then they move in and act like they own the place. Was there anyone taking care of the lighthouse before me? Mr. Henderson was his name. He was here for most of his retirement. Six months out of the year in the park and the rest in Florida. He was a good man. Did he decide to stop working? He died. And I moved in. You can ask Scotty about him. They never got along. He thought she was a pest. How did he die? A stroke. Will I have a stroke? I won't lie to you. But we're taking better care of you after learning what we could from him. Oh, my God. I'm sorry if I blew your mind. It's not fair to keep secrets from a good guy like yourself. I'll be back with the contractors in a couple days. Are you with the, uh... Are you with the Wild Maiden? Or the, uh... Or the Shepherd? I wouldn't go using those slurs unless you knew the history behind them. All right. I do like you, Len. You're safe here. I mean that. And wild Maiden power all the way. Can I help you? Jessie came by. Oh, good. She told me things about you and magic. Are they true? <sighs> M most of them, probably. I see. Elaine, you can't take everything she says that... I succeeded in show business for so long because of one thing. I always know when it's time to leave. <sighs> Clothes? Uh, uh. 
Toothbrush. Razor. ID. Uh, ID. Ah, ID. Medicine. Shoes. More clothes. Oh, I can always buy more. I'll need new clothes in Florida anyway. The discs. Maybe a few. Pen. Paper. Dear David, I am resigning from my position as lighthouse keeper immediately. I have appreciated all the work you've done for me. However, and forgive me, but you are all crazy, and I fear for my life. Please tell Scotty that I will miss her, but your peacock needs to fly. Fond wishes, Leonard Allen. Postscript, the cats apparently eat honey milk. There. Just zip up my suitcase. Well, goodbye to you all. Goodbye, bedroom. You're a little too cramped for me anyway. Goodbye, extra floors that Scotty can't see. Goodbye, kitchen. Farewell, stove. Farewell, Mr. Sloth, still hanging onto the cabinets. I hope you find what it is you're looking for. Goodbye, garden. I never did get around to pruning you. I'm sorry. Goodbye, radio room. I was looking forward to hearing a lot more from you. What's done is done, though, I guess. So long, lighthouse. You were beautiful while you lasted. Be good to whoever they put in you next. Now then, David said if I needed anything from him, I could come on over. I don't see him around. He won't mind if I borrow his car. Orson, Mr. Obler, how did you get in here? Do you sleep in here sometimes? Uh, it's all right. Shh. I saw him stash his keys over the driver's seat when he dropped me off. Don't tell him, though. Oh, David, you're so trusting. Orson, Mr. Obler, you better get out. I'm going for a long drive, and I'd make you grumpy. Shoo! Scram! That's better. Now, Florida, ho! When the night...
night wind howls in the chimney cowls and the bat in the moonlight flies and dinky clouds like funeral shrouds sail over the midnight skies when the footpads quail at the night birds wail and black dogs bay at the moon then is the spectre's holiday then is the ghost's high noon then is the ghost's high noon and now into the tunnel Tunnel, they're too cheap to light. All oh, right, I'd better slow down. There's that ridiculous speed bump. Should be coming up soon. Should be. Oh my. It's blocked. It's sealed up. It wasn't like this before. It's a wall. Ugh, it's slick. Wet tar. It's all the way across the tunnel. There must have been a turn I was supposed to take. No, I would have remembered a turn. This tar is too fresh. They must have just put this here. Why the hell would you seal up your own town with tar? Did it move? Is that water dripping? Or, or is it... The tar's not fresh. It's alive! Make sure it's not too hot. I'm checking it. It's it's the right temperature. Get his top off. I've got his pants. What are you thinking? What was I thinking? You left your keys in your car. I swear I didn't. You must have ticked somebody off then. Maybe I did leave them in there. I don't know. Okay, he's naked. Ready? Yes. Okay, inject him. One, two, three. Oh, praise them all. Then don't thrash. You'll get water in your lungs. You're very cold right now. We have to get your temperature up and fast. Nod if you understand me. Yes. Good. Just breathe. Slow. Breathe. Slow. Open wide. 
this thermometer goes up top, not down south. Is he stabilizing? He is. 97.7 so far. Thank God. <laughs> Open wide again. There, you can talk now. What the hell was that? It's, it's all right. It protects our town. That creature protects! That's what I keep telling David. Len, it has very rudimentary senses. It was curious about you and couldn't help itself. I'll go talk to it. You talk to that thing? Yes, I can. He's the only one. If we didn't have him, we'd ship it back, return to sender. You didn't tell me about any monster in the tunnel. Uh, that's our speed bump. I'm sorry, Len. I told it to keep you here. What if I want to go? Then come and talk to me about it. What if I don't want to talk to you? You can't survive on your own out there. Out where? Off the island? Away from us. I can put you back in the nursing facility if you want. Just like you were, stuck in your bed, falling in the shower, breathing disinfectant and listening to Stroud's horror show. Or you can be here. You can walk in the National Park. You can breathe the salt air. You can live in a lighthouse with the ocean for company. Day in, day out. You can eat and listen to whatever you want. And you can contribute to our community. Your life gets to mean something. In some ways, yes. It is a prison and I'm your jailer. (sighs) And I am here on bended knee... Warming you in the bathtub. Begging you. Please stay. Please. We need you. You don't know how badly we need you. Don't go. Don't leave us. Please. There's so much I don't understand. I'll help you. So will I. I'll want to set conditions. Name them. Uh, I I don't know what they are yet. Take your time. Let Scotty have her boyfriend. That's not an option. She showed him the speed bump, and I had to help him forget. All right. Let her go clubbing at night. Let her leave whenever she wants. Done. But only if she asks me first. And you have to be the one to tell her. Make sure she knows it's on your head if she does anything again. I will. I think we can work this out. Will you stay? Do I have a choice? Always. I'll stay. Thank you. Thank you, Len. It's getting a bit cold in this tub. I have your towel. Here. I'll get your robe. You can stand up. It's nothing I haven't seen before. Uh, Right. I don't care what your physician says, Len. I have a friend who can cook the best ribs in the state. I'm sending some over. Sounds heavenly. Well, speak of the devil. Hey. Hi, Scotty. I just heard. Is he okay? He's fine. Hello. Hi. David, why don't we go order those ribs? Yes. Hmm. Maybe a triple order. you doing okay? Yes. uh, A little cold, but otherwise I'm fine. What's it like getting felt up by the speed bump? (laughs) 
Uh, well, it, it's very cold and slippery. You must be pretty slow. It's never caught me yet. Yeah. Well, Mr. Lewis asked me, and I agreed to stay here. A prisoner, but it's not so bad. I said I'd do it if you could go out to your nightclubs again, provided you tell him you're going beforehand. He must really want you to stay. Yes. I mean, there's no telling what I might do. He said it's all on my head, whatever you do. Oh. I'm pretty good with costuming. I can do an awesome, you know, from Guilty Gear. Thanks. Are we cool, then, young lady? No, geezer. Yeah, we are. Just don't say anything like you did again. Scout's honor. Let me get dressed. Let's go up to the tower. We can watch the sunset. would be some nice deck chairs if they were cleaner. I always sit on the floor. Good idea. What else do you have out there? What do you mean? There's the bump in the tunnel and the thing at the bottom of the cliff that hates grass and loves spare change. Oh, yeah. Ms. McAllister mentioned it. Is there anything else? Here? No. I haven't seen anything else in a while. How long is a while? Look, there's wards all over the island. We've never had a problem with anything. And by we, you mean the Church of Inanna? Services every week at the UU. Why do you need me to do my show? Oh, that's fine. I wasn't going anywhere anyway. I found a bottle of Uncle Hickory's bourbon at Mr. Lewis's place. You shouldn't have. And I shouldn't drink this. You want any? I don't like bourbon. Bottoms up. Oh, that's wonderful. The sun setting over the water, illuminating every wave as the darkness rushes overhead. Sitting on top of a lighthouse beside a filthy deck chair. Uh, this is a good drink. It's even nicer when I put it between my eyes and the sun. Goodbye, sun. Goodbye, drink. Is it worth it? I guess it is. I don't think I need the glass when I have you, Mr. Bottle. You're not supposed to have alcohol with all that stuff we put in your bloodstream. I don't care. I'll make that trade any day. It's so worth it.
The Mask of Inanna, Episode 2, Anything You Want, was written and directed by Alicia E. Goranson for the Post Meridian Radio Players. The modern-day cast featured Andrew LeBrun as Leonard Allen, Nellie Farrington as Scotty Harper, Catherine Bryant as Jesse McAllister, and Doug Miller as David Lewis, with Brad Smith as Chris, and Heidi Clark as the introducer. The 1950s and After Dark casts included Andrew LeBrun as Leonard Allen and Dr. Damien Krask, James Scheffler as Bob Stroud, Marley Norton as Isabel Huddleston and Gertrude, and Mike Babish as Matt Lerner and Blacharzik, with Michael McAfee as Taylor, Jess Vieter as Sally and Abby, Renee Johnson as Marsha and Alice, Paul Dworkin as The Doctor, Emma Lathan and Lisa Sturgeon as the Winsley Wheat Singers, and our special guest star was Jenny Gutbazal as Dr. Hedwig Turla. Studio recording and post-production for The Mask of Inanna was performed by Alicia E. Goranson, with production assistance from Paul Dworkin, Emma Lathan, and Lisa Sturgeon. The script editor was Vicki Bloom. Original music was composed and rendered by Neil Marsh, and the After Dark theme was composed by Sir Arthur Sullivan. The jazz interstitial music was by Louis Armstrong and Count Basie, and is available in the public domain. The producer and series developer is Alicia E. Goranson. The creator of The Mask of Inanna and executive producer for the post-Meridian radio players is Neil Marsh. For more information, please visit our website at www.themaskofinana.com. This has been a Hub of the Universe production. Nick, quick, Nick, quick. Oh, hey, somebody bought my monster casing on Craigslist. When did I put up a monster casing? Is that what this squishy manishy black thing is? If they want it, they can have it. Didn't Scotty give this to me? Why did we break up? Why can't I remember? There are a number of everyday precautions that we can all take that may help to slow down the spread of the coronavirus. The first is to make sure to clean your hands often. Now, washing your hands with soap and water for at least 20 seconds is the best, but if you don't have that, try to use a hand sanitizer that has at least 60% alcohol. And to the extent possible, avoid touching high-touch surfaces in public places. These are things like elevator buttons, door handles, handrails, or of course handshaking with people. Wash your hands after touching surfaces in public places. Avoid touching your face, your nose, and your eyes. And clean and disinfect your home to remove germs, practicing routine cleaning of frequently touched surfaces like tables, doorknobs, light switch handles will make a difference. Avoid crowds, especially in poorly ventilated spaces. All these small things that we can do may help to slow down the spread of the coronavirus. For more information, go to cdc.gov and be well, everyone.